In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Pharisees and the scribes said to Jesus, John's disciples are always fasting and saying prayers, and the disciples are the Pharisees too, but yours go on eating and drinking. Jesus replied, Surely you cannot make the bridegroom's attendants fast while the bridegroom is still with them. But the time will come, the time for the bridegroom to be taken away from them. That will be the time when they will fast. He also told them this parable. No one tears a piece from a new cloak to put it on an old cloak. If he does, not only will he have torn the new one, but a piece taken from the new will not match the old. And nobody puts new wine into old skins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and then run out, and the skins will be lost. No, new wine must be put into fresh skins, and nobody who has been drinking old wine wants new. The old is good, he says. The Gospel of the Law This passage is found in all three synoptic Gospels, but one should not immediately conclude that they mean the same thing in all three. The subtle, nuanced differences will show that the emphasis in each Gospel is different. For St. Luke, this passage shows us the basis of Judaism and Christianity parting ways, as would be evidenced by his account of the early church in the Acts of the Apostles. Although Christianity would have sprung up from Judaism, it can no longer be deemed as a mere offshoot sect of Judaism. Attempting to harmonize both traditions at their core will result in the same ridiculous scenario described in the parable of wine and wine skins, which highlights the incompatibility of the old and the new dispensation. Only here in St. Luke's version that the Baptist's disciples are commended for not just one pious practice, which is fasting, but for two, they are always fasting and saying prayers. In contrast with the Lord's disciples who are accused of always eating and drinking, an allusion to drunken debauchery. But the idea of fasting and praying among the Jews is specifically focused on awaiting the coming Messiah, as God's definitive intervention in the end times. But the rule changes once the Messiah arrives. Our Lord's use of the analogy of attendance awaiting the arrival of the bridegroom makes sense. These attendants cannot eat before the bridegroom has eaten. They must make the necessary preparations for the feast, and they can only start eating after the bridegroom has arrived. But the use of this analogy is not just another common-sense comparison. It is deeply scriptural and meant to be a fulfillment text. The prophet Isaiah uses the same imagery of a bridegroom as a description of God. In chapter 62, verse 5, Isaiah says, As a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall God rejoice in you. The wait is over, so it is time not to fast, but to feast. We, ex we see an example of this great feasting 
and a banquet thrown by Levi or Matthew, the tax collector, after he turns over a new leaf. But this does not mean that fasting will no longer have any significance for Christians since the Messiah has arrived. There is a new reason for fasting. When a time for the bridegroom to be taken away from them, that will be the time when they will fast. This is certainly an allusion to his death. Christian fasting and abstinence will now be done as an act of communion with the passion of our Lord. Fasting has not become obsolete. It has only taken on a fresh meaning, just as the new wine must be put into fresh skins. After advocating new wine skins for new wine, the passage ends with a final cryptic statement, the old is good, which is unique to St. Luke's Gospel and not found elsewhere in parallel passages. At first glance, this statement seems to contradict the earlier statement which favours the new. We find clarity when we realise that our Lord may have been quoting the Pharisees who refused to accept the newness of his teaching. They are the ones whom our Lord is referencing when he said, that nobody who has been drinking old wine once knew. And so it will not be odd for the Pharisees to utter these words, the old is good. The words of our Lord should not be construed as him rejecting tradition or the Old Testament. In the early church, the heresy of Marcionism, which saw the New Testament as a clean break from the old, was condemned by the fathers of the church. The Old Testament finds fulfillment in the new, and without the Old Testament, the new cannot be fully understood. It is our Lord who gives us the new wine. Indeed, he is the new wine. He tells us, behold, I make all things new. God is not making new things, but making all things new. This is a work of renovation, not innovation. And the result of the work will be that we will be made whole. We will become the best version of ourselves. Allowing our work to be God's work, opening ourselves up to be more and more receptive to his love and his grace, not only allows us to participate in the renewing of the world, but we become fully alive and fully ourselves in the process. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.